It's a dark and stormy night as Simon Belmont approaches the rusted gates of a large ruined castle, the home of the Prince of Darkness, Dracula. His looming castle stretches high into the dark sky. Simon is unfazed by this place. In his hand, his weapon, the Vampire Killer, was a powerful whip, a Belmont family heirloom. One of the few weapons designed to destroy the great evil that haunts this place. Simon carefully strolls through a dilapidated courtyard and enters the ruined castle. He arrives in the main hall. Large, tattered curtains, frail tapestries, all hung from the walls of this large, extravagant room. It was a corpse of its former glory. An eerie silence creeps over the castle, but Simon can sense the evil of this place. The silence is broken by the growing groans of a small horde of the undead who rush at Simon from all directions, their decaying bodies moving closer and closer to him. Simon brandishes his whip, and as they strike the creatures, the zombies burst into red flame. They're accompanied by bats and leopards, who are all dead set on ending this Belmont's journey. Simon climbs the ruined staircase to delve deeper into this mansion of immeasurable evil. He discovers a stairwell down into the dark depths of the mansion. After destroying one last undead bat, he delves deeper. The oppressive darkness prevents Simon from perceiving this place. He can hear the gentle gurgle of some nearby water. His vision Obscured by the darkness, he can barely make out that he's standing suspended over murky water. There's a little light as the candles flicker feebly on the walls. Fishmen erupt from the murky depths and lunge at Simon. He fights them off and continues on his way to the damp basement. Suddenly, he finds a stairwell that goes up. He quickly dashes up the stairs and away from the fishmen. As he makes his way through the mansion more, he discovers potions that allow him to sneak by some zombies, while deciding to whip and destroy others. He hears a rustle from the large dark hole in the top of the mansion walls. Two blood-red eyes glow from the hole, and a huge angry bat swoops down to attack him. Simon discovers a hidden axe, and deftly chops off the huge bat's head, its corpse resting on the ground. Simon continued deeper into the castle, 
dead set on his destination for Dracula. Ahead was a tower. Knights in armor patrolled the floors with the huge clank of their metal boots. Their spears gleamed in the candlelight. The dark pockets allowed nice hiding spots for bats that swooped at Belmont angrily if he came too close. He reaches for a door. There's an eerie silence. Simon can't hear the unusual clank of knights or the rustle of bat wings. Suddenly, he hears a piercing scream and a woman's head with snakes for hair flying at him. Medusa, Simon thought. He runs, narrowly avoiding the floating heads and now alerted knights. Large traps with spikes slam down from the ceiling and fireball traps are around every corner. But Simon rushes right past them. He enters a beautiful large room with stained glass windows. In the middle of the room sits a large, disgusting statue of Medusa. After being properly spooked by the statue, Simon heads to the door. Suddenly, the head comes to life and rushes screaming at Simon. Medusa attacked viciously at the Belmont, but Simon was barely able to defeat it, desperate to not stare into her eyes. As the blood from Medusa's body pooled around Simon's feet, he noticed a door in the corner of the room. He walked to it and opened it. It was a courtyard. Stone walls and statues were covered in overgrown ivy. A hunched man leaps off a stone platform, but Simon saw him move in the shadows and easily killed him. Reanimated skeletons throwing bones blocked his way as he makes his way up the crumbling stairwells and passages of the gardens. The bones of the skeletons laid, broken and damaged as he continued forward. A raven swoops down from a nearby statue and flies off. Simon watches it fly, feeling an ominous presence. He carefully crosses a crumbling wall when suddenly, a flurry of ravens fly at him from nearby statues. He fights them off with his whip, carefully, with precision and accuracy, as the winged beasts all fell to the ground, and he continued on his way. Simon enters a door to find a cobweb-filled area with mossy bricks. Two mummies sprung to life and try to ensnare Simon in their bandages. He whipped them and the mummies away as they fell to dust on the floor. Simon fell to one knee. He was exhausted, 
not prepared for the horrors that awaited him in the mansion. He leans against the wall, only to discover that one of the stones move. The brick underneath him moves away as he falls through the floor. It's a long fall, but he miraculously survives. The air is cold, and he can hear the gurgling of water. He can see an old human skeleton propped up in the corner of the space. It crumbles away when he touches it. He stares at the pile of ash on the ground and wonders about the circumstances of the human that had been there. Suffering left to die. Simon gets moving, remembering the dangerous fishman the last time he traversed the basement. Huge stalagmites and stalactites littered the ceiling and floors. Piles of bones peeked out from the depths of this area. He hears splashes, and more fishmen jump out from the murky waters below. Simon quickly fights them off, and heads the only way out that he can, a staircase broken off at the other side of the room. He climbs up the rock wall, grabbing onto large stone ledges until he reaches the stairs, and quickly scrambles away from the angry fishmen. He inhales a large lungful of fresh air as he reaches the surface again. He can't relax for long, though. Huge shadows cover the ground. Simon looks up to see giant white eagles flying overhead. They hold hunched, insect-looking men in their talons as they drop them near Simon. After gaining a closer look at his enemies, Simon decides to refer to them as flea men. After slaying the flea men, Simon heads towards the exit but finds it guarded by a large dragon. A creature so large and made of bones, it blows fireballs at him angrily. Having never slayed a dragon before, Simon uses his whip to break off the dragon section by section, killing it slowly. It screamed out almost a feeling pain. He quickly goes through the door, and slams it behind him. The hallway ahead is bare, except for more skeleton dragons. Simon slays them all and continues to a large hall with Roman columns. Frankenstein's monster stands in the middle of the room. His friend, Igor, sits on his shoulder. Igor is a larger, faster fleeman and Simon has to quickly dodge him, as if to not get killed. Luckily, Simon's trusty whip easily punctures through Igor's chest, the blood spilling from the hole left inside of him. Furious, Frankenstein charged, but didn't realize his head already rolling on the ground. Simon's whip making quick work of him. Simon heads into a dungeon area. More skeletons litter the hallways and old rusty handcuffs and shackles 
hang from the stone walls. More skeletons have come alive down here. Simon finds a golden pot gleaming in the candlelight. He reaches inside and finds a potion. It glitters in the light as Simon decides to drink it. Somehow, it turns him invisible. He quickly sneaks by the skeletons, which seem to appear from the piles of bodies littered on the ground. Death permeates every inch of the dungeon. He happily finds the exit and fights off armored guards with axes. Caskets line the hallway. He wonders, where is he now? He runs down a flight of stairs only to be met by a wall of ash and another well-armed knight. Bones and skeletons litter every nook. Simon reaches a great hallway with large blood-red velvet curtains. Enemies rush at him from all angles, but he patiently defeats them with a flick of his wrist and his trusty whip. Then, a rushing of air blew against him as the Grim Reaper appeared across the room from Simon. He furiously begins throwing blood-red glowing sickles at Simon but our hero barely dodges them. As he prepares to strike back, the Grim Reaper silently disappears. Perplexed, curious if something was afoot, Simon heads back to the ivy-covered wall. The last thing he wants to do is head down into the dungeons again. He needed to catch his breath and needed some fresh air even if it meant fighting off more flying bats and eagles. It beat the sound of crunching bones under his feet any day. He jumps across the crumbling wall of the castle. If he's nimble enough, perhaps there's a new way out through the door on the other side of the wall. Simon heads to the side castle tower. The halls and stairs are clean of skeletons, but it also seems to be the eagle's roost. They squawk at him angrily as he narrowly avoids their talons. Simon reaches the opening in the tower. The golden crescent moon shines brightly overhead. The night is clear. Not a cloud can be seen. Simon sees a spectacular blue room as he enters inside. It is completely empty except for a coffin in the center. A cold sweat falls down Simon's neck as he realizes the end of his journey is ahead of him. Count Dracula leaps out and stares evilly down at Simon. He hates the Belmonts and Simon is no different. Simon lashes out with a whip. It hits Dracula he disappears. Where could he have gone? Simon thought. Dracula appeared again on the ceiling and flew down at Simon. He opens his cape as fireballs fly at the Belmont. Simon whips again but misses. Dracula appears to have found a new angle to attack from. Simon turns around just in time to duck away from Dracula's caped attack. 
After multiple successful hits with the whip, Dracula is hurt and also completely enraged. To Simon's horror, Dracula's head flies off and his body turns into a grotesque blue demon. Dracula snarled and screamed as his new form glowed in the moonlight. It released huge fireballs from its mouth at Simon. Simon couldn't stand still, or else he risked turning into a pile of ash. Demon Dracula lunged forward, his large talons sharp as steel. He's so large, every jump creates cracks in the stone floor below. Ducking and weaving, Simon slowly hurts Dracula with his whip, until finally he punctures Dracula's heart, killing his foe. As Dracula laid on the ground, seemingly dead, Simon reflects on his exhaustion. Suddenly, he hears rumbling, and the ground begins to shake violently. The ceiling of the castle began to fall around Simon. He knew he couldn't make it out in time. As the stone ceiling fell around him, and the walls began to crumble, Simon closed his eyes and accepted his fate. The end. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Bedtime Stories. We'll have another episode of the Bedtime Stories series out next month. Please let us know what you think of our bedtime stories on our social media or by emailing us at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com with all the E's being threes. We'd love to know what you like, don't like, and the stories that you'd like us to cover next. Let us know if you enjoy these spooky tales and if you would like more. But for now, we hope you're sleeping well, and we'll see you in the next episode.